go, baby. Two to go. That was a fun one. Survive and advance. That is the definition of survive and advance. Oh, my blood pressure is super high. It's Let's Go Duffalo on the Odyssey app where you get your podcast. His name is Ryan Duffy. Hi. My name is Pat Duffy, and we are joining you after the holidays finish. I'm sorry we are a day late on this one. Yeah. Uh, It's my fault. Well, yesterday, or Monday was a federal holiday. Yeah, so we so. couldn't work. Or Tuesday was a federal holiday. Doesn't, like, none of this matters. But, um, yeah, we couldn't work on Christmas, mm-hmm. and then uh, we ended up going up to Canada, my family and I. Canada. Yeah, for some, for an overnight at a water park. Which oh, Canada. God, you're the worst. Yeah. The Bills with a 24-22 last-minute victory over the Los Angeles Chargers oh, on boy. Saturday night. They oh, survived boy. the trap, man. Yeah, sure. All right, right off the right out of the gate, your thoughts on this game are Easton Stick looks like he j- is going to have a wonderful junior year summer going into senior year because next year he's going to rule the school. Like it's hard to figure out who looks younger, him or Brock Purdy after the game he had against the Ravens <laughs> the other night because they both look 13 years old. Well, and to be fair, Brock Purdy aged about 40 years after that game with oh, all the picks that he threw. Yeah, it was brutal. But going back to the Bills game here, yep. yeah, Easton Stick did look like the greatest quarterback of all time for a little while. Dude, I mean, you're right. Like they abs- the Bills absolutely survived the trap that was laid out for him. I mean, going down 10 nothing to begin like Holy moly. I was like, all right, this is this is the one. Like this is this is the one that the Bills would drop in this kind of, you know, scenario. And things were shaping up to be that way up until the very end. You, um, know? you know I'm always honest on this show. Oh, of course. Always. It's a truth truth uh line. There was not so much a circle. There was never a point where I thought they were gonna lose that game. Of course. There was no I'm not even no exaggeration. Never doubted them. No, I, I, no exaggeration. <laughs> there was never a point in that game where I thought they were gonna lose it. Because I said this on the way out of the show last week and I stand by it. Mm-hmm. That game was the trappiest of trap games. Sure. You have a team with a ton of talent underperforming. You have a bunch of guys that don't normally play getting their opportunity to go win jobs. You have to travel to the West Coast. You have a dead camp bounce from a coach, which is even more dangerous because the coach that takes over as the head coach is the special teams coach. And Mike Cantalano from 13 Wham here in Rochester always said that if you're going to replace a coach midseason, you put the special teams coach there because they have to know everything about every aspect of football. Not to mention, you now have to worry about every punt Every kickoff, every field goal could possibly be a fake. On top of that, you have a backup quarterback. That team is coming off the most embarrassing loss in their franchise's history. Nobody on that team has anything to lose. Do I need to keep going? Did you see Dean Spanos housing that popcorn when they cut to him in the bonus box? <laughs> with his, with his very, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been very blessed to have, uh, you know, all the popcorn full, you could ever want. That for sure. But also, you know, a full head of hair, not really going gray. I'm thankful for it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shaming anybody. But watching his head of lettuce or lack thereof, the the nice little Caesar salad he had on top of his head, just going to town on his popcorn with his nice blazer and stuff like God, man, living the dream. I don't think anybody <laughs> should ever try to like. Don't don't be like no offense to Dean Spanos. Dean Spanos is the biggest scumbag maybe. He's in the pretty NFL. big scumbag. Oh, see, Louis, you like your team? Well, I'm gonna go out to Los Angeles, build my own stadium, charge rent to another NFL franchise, and you're, then stop spending money. You're thinking of um the the Lions or the the, uh, uh, the, the Rams. The Rams, but I'm doing the same thing. Of course. It's the same story with San Diego. I I don't care. You're yeah. right. I screwed it up, but he's still a scumbag. No, for sure. You walked away from an entire group of fans that love that team. Well, that's that's the thing too. I mean, and he's married to I mean the name of 
of the Rams owner. I it escapes Kroenke, me. But, I screwed up. Yeah, it's Stan Kroenke. Thank you very much. But like they're obviously married in, in this whole thing. Like both of them left their respective cities to go to L.A. to share the real share. Really? That's not the Rams stadium. The Chargers suck so hard. But nobody cares. Like nobody, nobody out there nobody cares at about all. any of those teams. Either of those teams. The Rams just won the Super Bowl. Nobody cared. Yeah. Nobody no, cares. no one cares at all. I mean, you saw the stands. I yeah. mean, like, and you could hear it on the telecast. Oh, yeah. That was the funniest part is because there was a point where I had to listen to it on the radio for like five minutes. Yeah. And I would hear that pop and I didn't realize that I forgot where they were playing for a second. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, oh, no. Wait a minute. Right. So getting into the actual gameplay, mm-hmm. Josh Allen, 15 to 21, 237, a touchdown, a pick and two rushing touchdowns. Sure. Count them. Is that a good stat line for Josh at this point? I mean, what was the yards again? Uh, 237, but he only threw the ball 21 times. Yeah, I mean, it, he left a lot of meat on the bone, you know? Like, there were a lot of... Uh, uh, he came out weird. Yeah, that, so it, it, in that respect, like, no, to answer your question, I don't think the numbers are that bad, but um, just, you know, the eyeball test of watching the game. Like, yeah, he left a little bit to be desired there. So this is Joe Brady's first hiccup, which is, and I say hiccup in, like, the most palatable way possible. Because, you know, you're not going to have the games that he's had every single game. He went back to James Cook after the game he had against Dallas, which is understandable. Also, first appearance of playoff Lenny. Sure. That was exciting for Returning kicks. Didn't get that. What? Didn't understand that. When I saw Leonard Fournette, what what is it, where, five? Yeah. Like, he's in the the old Tyrod Taylor. (laughs) You know, he's standing in in the end zone on the kickoff. Like, What? What's happening here? Playoff Lenny had the highest run per average at four yards of carry, five for 20, and he had a nine-yard run. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Way to go. But, but to your point on this being a hiccup for Joe Brady, I mean, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. Like, from a, from a play-calling perspective, I don't think there was a whole lot that, like, I looked at and was like, that's a bad call. Like, I think back to the missed opportunities or missed throws, overthrows, whatever the case. Um, and then obviously like the, the fumble from James Cook, like that obviously is, uh, is not on the OC. Oh my God. With the fumble oh, from James dude. Cook. Oh my God. Here's the thing. Like, you know, all these people, cause it was at the least opportune time ever. It was, I, I, I would say it was at the exact point where everyone thought it was going to come. <laughs> But all those people that freaked out about Sean McDermott benching James Cook when he fumbled before, yeah. you could hear Western New York collectively go, oh, okay, I get it. It's, and then and this is the one time he doesn't do it in the most important drive of the season. And, and the last two carries, with the exception of Josh rushing it by himself, go to James Cook inside the 15-yard line. Bring in somebody else. It was literally the moment in the third Naked Gun movie where he hands him the bomb and he gives him the gun and everyone just slaps their head at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it got scary at the end, but again, like, all right, uh, I'm going to jump ahead here okay. just because it kind of suits what we're going to do because there is one star of this game who we have to talk about and who deserves every accolade that ever existed. Okay. But the reason I knew the Bills were going to win this game mm. is because despite, oh, to go back to what you said about Joe Brady before, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not that the play calling was bad. Mm-hmm. It was the scheme from the outset. He fell into a trap. Okay. Because you had so much success with James Cook against Dallas, right? Sure. He, yep, it's, yep, a, yep. it's a high in catches. It's a high in rushing, all of these things. Mm-hmm. That's what the Chargers were ready for. Yeah. They were coming for yeah, it, yeah, yeah. right? So James Cook goes 20 carries for 70 yards. Okay. You ran the ball with your running backs 20, 30 times again. Mm-hmm. 30 times he touched the ball. Cook averaged three and a half. Three and a half, yeah. Josh Allen, excuse me, I'll include him in there. Three. Leonard Fournette, four. 
Okay. So you're getting less than four yards of carry. You're getting three and a half yards of carry. Yeah, essentially. which is still, I mean, it's it's not fantastic, you can't but it's still run the ball. I mean, look, I wouldn't run the ball 30 times. And maybe that's inflated because at the end of the game, you're rushing to run the clock out there after yep. the Shakir touchdown gets called back, which, yep. by the way, I didn't agree with their call. But that's a whole other thing. Yeah. It actually worked out. It, it really did. But yeah, and here's the thing: like it's it's standard for an NFL offensive coordinator to go through that. Like if that's your hiccup game, I'll take that as your hiccup game because sure. you walked out of there with a win in a trap situation. What scares me a little bit now is you've had success with Josh chucking the ball all over the yard. Mm-hmm. You've had success with Cook running the ball all over the yard. Mm-hmm. Now that both of those have been stopped by some teams, yeah, what do you do now? Uh, I mean, I think you just have to now find and strike the balance. Okay, and that's know? but that's where it gets complicated because don't forget, the Bills came out chucking the ball all over the yard. First four or five games of Ken Dorsey's yep. tenure as offensive coordinator. Yep. And when teams stopped it, when they started to figure out how to slow that down, that's when the wheels fell off. Okay, well, I think, though, you're you're not remembering or, or maybe just not including the idea that they didn't stick with the run long enough for it to be sustained. No, I understand. So, so to, to that point of like, oh, okay, like you, you run something effectively until they can figure out how to stop it. Like one, I don't think that's a bad idea. I think like if it's working, why overthink it in the game? Yes. Yeah. Carrying it over to next week. I don't like that idea. Fair point. So, so I mean, I don't know. Like it, to me, I'm not that worried that or bothered by the fact I actually kind of appreciate that they stuck with the run longer. Um, yeah. Yeah. After a while, it wasn't being as fruitful it, i mean it was on that last drive and then the fumbleitis well, with uh oh, here's the thing it may yeah, yeah you're right with the cook yeah okay that's not brady's fault and again i'm not saying brady called a bad game yeah. it's your first hiccup and hiccups will happen agreed okay look of course you're gonna run it down their throat and if you're gonna serve the ball to cook you do it on those last two drives make mm-hmm. sure it doesn't fumble on one of them but sure, yes sure, like sure. that's when your offensive line is now worn down their defensive line right you want to keep the clock moving and it brings me to the point i'm gonna get to here okay points finally nobody mm-hmm runs a seven-minute offense in the NFL. Like the Buffalo Bills. In all seriousness, and for those, I know this is a little deep, and I apologize. A seven-minute offense is you have a slight lead Mm -hmm. within a possession, Mm -hmm. and you want to take the ball as long as possible. Slight lead or you're down, and you want to milk as much clock, the goal being to score with zeros on the clock. Right. You're walking out of there with the points on the board. There were multiple times Saturday and Sunday where teams needed to run a seven-minute offense. Yeah. And not a single team in the NFL runs that offense, with the exception of maybe the Philadelphia Eagles, mm. like the Buffalo Bills. The Raiders tried to do it three times yeah. on Christmas against the Chiefs, so they couldn't do it. Buffalo does it every single week. The The Broncos tried to do it with um, with the, uh, who was it? The, the Patriots, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then there was another one. Who went to overtime, where it was the same thing? I don't remember. I feel like, but to your point, like I agree with you. There were a few games, especially this weekend, but throughout the season, uh, you see that a lot. And yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. The bills are extremely good at at that, um, you know, that milking of the, the clock and keeping drives alive. However, I will say I hate third down. Third down is the worst. Why? They always convert on third no, down on seven-minute drives. But, the pre- but that's the point. Like, the pressure yeah. that comes with third down, it is it is the most gut-wrenching, like, beats-per-minute-increasing sure. thing for me. It's it's uh, Third down is unhealthy for Ryan. I, <laughs> referring to yourself in the third person is unhealthy. Sure. Look, man, I know this. Look, you're right. What you said is true. 
However, when you're running that seven-minute offense, getting into third down mm-hmm. benefits you because it's an extra 40 seconds. Yeah. You know, you get into third and three well, or shorter, you're benefiting. Now, I agree with you. Of course. Khalil Hansa, Shakir. Yeah, when you Khalil know. Khalil Shakir, third and ten, that's the play. Like, I get <laughs> right. that. I get that. But if you're in third and one, third and two, third and three, it, not that you want it, but it's good. I Don't get me wrong. Like, the Bills have historically, this season and historically over the last several, have had a very, very good third down per uh, per. Conversion percentage. That's the phrase. Conversion <laughs> um, I would love to know, to your point, inside seven minutes, yeah. what the Bills' third down percentage conversion is. Because hmm. it might be 100%. <laughs> Possibly. It might, no, I'm not even kidding. It was during this game. I mean, yeah, they didn't I mean, give yeah, it back. You're right. You didn't get into a fourth down situation. They didn't situation. get to a fourth, right. But here's why third down is okay. Because in that situation... It's four down territory. Of course it is. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. And yes, hindsight is is uh, the 20th of 20s. But no, man, it's it's terrifying for me sitting on my couch on the floor with my feet up on the wall being like, oh my God, another th- third and four, third and nine, third and three. Like, God, come what on. What was Khalil Shakir's play? What third? Was that third and nine? Third and ten? Yeah, it was, it was a third and long. It was long. a long. Yeah. Let's talk about that play real quick before we get through the rest of the offense. Here. Sure. He's come on. Big time the last six Come weeks. on, Eileen, is what I like to say. Like, he has become a legitimate safety valve. Now, I don't want to say Beasley, because Beasley's job was a little bit different. He ran different kind of routes. You don't see Shakir go across the middle all that much. But he's become way more sure-handed. I'm knocking on wood as I'm saying this right mm-hmm. now, right? Like, he's the one that's open. I don't know what's going on with Diggs, because, again, he goes 5 for 29, uh, on Saturday night, mm-hmm. right? So another performance where he's held under he 60 caught yards. five receptions on 29 attempts. They keep trying to get him into the game. Wait, wait no, five, <laughs> shut up. No, but even saying five receptions for 29 yards is weird because you would expect Stephon Diggs to have over five and a half yards of catch. Yeah, man, it is. it is. I mean, luckily the, the Bills have been, you know, doing great over this five-game stretch, but like, I'm sorry, man. If it's coming down to it, you know, it, especially come postseason, if the Bills are in, I mean, that's that could very well be a, a, a huge area of concern. Well, no, but here's why it may not be. It's very possible because, look, I'm not a break down the old 22 footage type of guy. That's not my sure. thing, right? It's very possible that all of these teams the Bills have been playing the last couple of weeks are just literally gluing themselves to Stefan Diggs. Now, could I be. know we've seen the drops. And it could be the zones that they're running all of these things, right? But like, and to be fair, I'm sorry to cut you off. He did make a stellar whoa. catch across the middle. Yeah. Um. So I, right. just, there was that one, and then the week before against the week Dallas, before with the, the one hand hander on third down, yeah. right? Like I and, and just I I don't want to make it seem like I'm not giving him his flowers. He's making like great catches at times throughout the game. Like he is still an elite receiver, but you can't deny that there have been an increased amount of drops of late. I guess what I'm getting at is it's possible that his numbers are declining because the ball isn't being forced to him every other play. Like it was at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Because Kincaid has become more sure handed, although eh, the last two games, uh, Khalil Shakir has become more sure handed. Cook has been able to catch balls out of the backfield, although not a single running back with a catch out of the backfield. Interesting. I didn't like on Saturday that. night, that yeah. did not happen. I didn't either until I went back and looked at the box. So, huh. uh, Gabe is back apparently. Yeah, there, there it is. You know, everyone who's been sitting on Gabe for fantasy, playing him uh, you know, as their flex receiver all year. I mean, now when it comes down to championship weekend, there's Gabe and putting you over the edge there. Four for one thirty and a touchdown, and he he was he was into it, man. Yeah. He was into it, and he was into it early. 
So we won't hear from him till the first round of the playoffs. I was going to say when he, uh, or we won't hear from him until he signs uh, his free agent contract with a different team, with the Chicago Bears. <laughs> right. Mark my word, right now, right. I'm putting it on tape right now. Gabe Davis is a Chicago Bear next week. Sure-handed possession next year, receiver. Next season, you mean. Nope, next week. They're next trading week. him past the trade deadline. They're going to release him, and the Bears gonna are going to sign him. him. He's going to take that. Okay, let's get into the star of this game, because we have buried the lead for 16 minutes. Okay. Ed effing Oliver. His middle name is effing? Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's a, it's a Southern thing. Yeah, he's a Texas guy. Four tackles, two sacks, including the game-winning sack. And very rarely do you hear the term game-winning sack, but it was an absolute game-winning sack. Yeah. And I would like to play you some audio. You know, they say that there are some coaches that are master motivators. Mm. Uh, This is Ed Oliver after the game on why he decided to go get a sack right then. I just remember Coach McDermott said, hey, a sack in the game. I said, okay. (laughs) When I did, I had already hit the dude with a move earlier, and it was a penalty. So I said, I'm gonna keep that in, I'm gonna keep that in my repertoire if I really need it. I just pulled it back out the same thing. And he fell for it again. I said, all right, well, I went with it. Quarterback tried to climb the pocket. I was already on him. All right, so for those of you who don't speak Texas, because I did travel <laughs> the South for a very long time uh, doing stand-up comedy, uh, what Ed said there was uh, the coach told him, go get a, a sack ends a game, and he was like, oh, okay. So then uh, he had hit the guy earlier, the offensive lineman in front of him, with a move that didn't count because there was a penalty, and he said, all right, I'm going to keep that in my repertoire, and he hit him with it again. Easton Stick climbed the pocket, ball game over. Yeah. I mean, he had a great game. Like He continues to stand out, you know? I mean, you want to talk about living, like, that makes his contract right now look like the greatest deal in the NFL. Yeah, and kudos to him, too. Like, he made it very clear. I mean, more often than not, you see, you know, uh, players sign their, technically, you know, their first contract. Yeah, it's right? like, I mean, like look, that's your big deal. Contract. That is exactly. your big deal. That's where you're making your nest egg, and, and if you're lucky enough to sign a second contract down the road, like, it's all gravy on top of that. But it's but not like, going to be what that deal was. Of course, this is your money contract. This is setting you and your family and your children's children up, potentially, yeah. for life. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so, to be fair, there are a lot of players in the past that have, you know, I don't want to say checked out, but like, the pressure's off at that point. You, got you know your what money. I mean? You yeah, don't want like, you don't want to get hurt. I mean, yeah. right now you're now it's just you know borrowed time, and you're just doing what you love to do. Like the passion doesn't necessarily need to be there. Ed has made it very clear after signing that, like he's going to outplay this contract. Now, whether that is you know lip service, whether that is he's doing uh, it, it's oh, lip but, service. But, no, but that's my point. Like whether you're just saying that to like you know what else are you going to say? Like, well, I got my money now. <laughs> Jokes on you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'll be here tomorrow, maybe. Like, of course, he's going to say that, but, like, you could see by his actions and his play that he's he's playing at an elite level. Yeah, there's something else. All right, so first of all, when it comes to that game, what makes the performance of Ed Oliver, especially against Los Angeles and over the last couple of weeks, even more amazing? Mm. He's doing it with no help. Yeah. Well, he did have Puna Ford. How about Puna Ford Dude, with a sack? If anyone should be given uh, Ed Oliver some type of Christmas gift, it's a, it's Puna Ford. Okay, you know what a diehard Bills fan I am. Sure. When that '98 jersey flashed across the screen, and I'm, what? I had to. T- I had Who? To, right, I, I oh, thought, Puna! I honestly thought it was Linval Joseph for a second, and then <laughs> I said it out loud. I was like, "All right, good play, Linval." 
And then, and then as he turned around, I was like, oh, wait, no, that's Puna Ford. Okay, never mind. So Daquan Jones has been out forever. He's possibly coming back. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Phillips is out. Yep. He's there. Yep. Uh, AJ Panessa, out. Yep. Right? He helps out a ton with the interior defensive line. Mm-hmm. Von Miller has been completely invisible. When he's out there, he's doing the opposite because it's just a one-on-one stop. He can take both the guard and the center and take care of Ed Oliver. Despite those things, mm-hmm. Ed Oliver is just eating dudes for breakfast yeah. lunch and dinner he he secured the win no doubt about it i wouldn't even be surprised if he was the one who got the tackle on that you know annexation of puerto rico right, we'll get, oh, don't get ahead of me <laughs> don't get ahead of me here we'll get to that in just a second but like i i what is even more amazing is it's easy to sit back and criticize some of the draft picks that Bean and McDermott have made. Now, I don't Mm -hmm. know who makes the final decision. You see a lot of defensive players taking interior defensive players, so it leads you to believe that McDermott has a pretty big sway on the decisions that uh, McBee or that Bean's going to make there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. AJ Epinesa looked like a bust. Yeah. He's not. Mm Mm-hmm. Ed Oliver at points looked like a bust. Mm-hmm. He's not. Mm-hmm. Greg Russo never looked like a bust, but he looked like a guy who was never going to live up to expectations to that of his potential. Pick. Yeah, he's living up to those expectations. The yeah. guy who has been the one that's the most disappointing, both on field and off, right now, is Von Miller, the yeah. guy you gave the biggest contract to. But then you have the injury there and all the off the field stuff that I don't even want to talk about right now. Mm-hmm. What I'm getting at is, with the exception of Boogie Basham, yeah, those picks that we all for the last three years have been like, what are you doing? They're paying dividends. Even Harrison Phillips is having himself a career out in Minnesota. The Bills were rumored to be trading back for him. He was playing so well uh, at the trade deadline with the damage that they were having with injuries at the defensive line. Yeah, I agree. It's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. I would be curious to know, like, now I understand this doesn't pull in from a draft perspective because the McDermott Bean regime wasn't responsible for drafting Shaq Lawson, Mm -hmm. but, and, and you could argue it was a contract year when, you know, his last year in Buffalo, Sure, but you got a a lot of production out of him that final year that, you know, set him up for that second contract in Miami, which we didn't pay any of. And by the way, even coming back last year, making pretty much league minimum. Yeah. He had a hell of a season Mm -hmm. this year. He's been kind of invisible. Yeah. A little bit. Right. But I mean, he's also getting to an age where that's going to happen to some defensive ends, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, but again, you're paying league minimum. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess like, I don't know what the recipe is as far as like, like clearly they, they put a very high stock in the defensive front. You know, they've spent a whole ton of draft picks in that area over their, you know, high draft picks, I should say. Sure. Um, in, in that, that area of the defense or just on the team in general. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it has seemed again, with the exception of Boogie Basham, it seemed oh, yeah, like you're going to miss every once in a while. Of course. Are we missing somebody? I feel like there's another D lineman. Well, there's who... Tim settle. Was he a draft pick? No. Yeah, okay, I'm talking about draft picks. Oh, yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, like at draft Oliver? picks that have, like, interior, I mean, along the front four draft picks mm-hmm. that just didn't work out in the McBean, because that's, <clears throat> it seems Boogie's the only one, although he was a two, which is kind of hard. Maybe later rounds, like, was there a, a Deffy or Ifedi or someone like that? I don't know if oh, they well, drafted yeah, look, anything but, but Yeah, four. but not high profile, yeah. that's my point. Yeah, no, I don't think we're missing anybody. Okay, all right, with that being said, let's get to that final play. <laughs> it's still going on. <laughs> okay, like, first of all, I've never been happier in my life. Sure. Then, I mean, I, everybody saw that forward, illegal forward pass. And I'm yelling, flag! And the guy was had a hard time getting it out of his pants. Um, Yeah, but that was before the, the, or I should say that was after the whole flashback of Music City Miracle Territory coming across. Dude, like, I don't know who that guy, like, who decided to ditch the ball back. But, like, if he had it... Okay, I it, saw the picture. I think it was I think it was Saran Neal who was there in coverage. Like he he had he could have made a play, 
But if he didn't make a play, okay. that guy's gone. I saw the picture. Do not let still photos tell you how games work out. Could have worked out. Okay. They were there. Look, the Bills special teams unit, with the exception of 12 men on the field against Denver, and I know that was a big one, especially right now. Except for the, with the exception of the one conference win that would put us into guaranteed playoff spot territory and be arguably in position to take the the division. In the history <laughs> Of we're already in the position. We're winning the division. I'm just, well, it's I'm not saying, in our control. If the Dolphins win next week, I'm just saying it's not completely uh, in our control. I'm doing a hand motion that I cannot say on a clean radio show. Right? Are you now. ringing the dinner bell? Yeah, I got a dinner bell for you. Are you cleaning Eat off? Up. Are you cleaning off the? Oh, be, the, there'll be some cleaning. The broom. <laughs> what are you packing the the sausage in the casing? Name me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Name me other than the Denver game. A single time where the special teams have let us down in that way in the McDermott era. Um, he is the king of details, man. Yeah. I mean... It, it, what? I mean, there was the block kick against Dallas. Now, granted, it didn't end up counting because there were, they ran into the kicker. Yeah. Like a complete moron. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Like, he, I get it, like, you're going for the ball, but, like, it, it's it's as if he's like, I can't believe no one's blocking me. <laughs> and just absolutely lit him up. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I don't, like, I can't think of any off the top of my head. The the air quote blunders have come either on the defensive side yes. or, are like, what comes to mind is, like, and I don't even think this is a blunder. Like, you got to roll the dice where you are in the game there. But against Tennessee on the Tuesday night football game oh, during COVID, slipped. where he slips and doesn't get in to win the game. Yeah. Like, yeah, blunder because it didn't work out. But, I mean, you put him on the table and you say, come get some. All right. Like we said before. Two to go. Oh, boy. Two to go. And that leads us into our next conversation. Oh, fun. Well, the Bills, uh, I believe, are at 91% to make the playoffs right now. Okay. That's according to the New York Times playoff machine. I don't know why I saw it. I'm just going with the highest percentage I've seen this week. And my college GPA. But he, or great. No, GPA. Percentage. Yeah, the reason it wasn't a hundred or a four zero is because of his statistics class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So is over us of equal percent over hundred. Yeah, great. Listen, <laughs> at this point right now, if the Bills make the playoffs, they could play literally anyone mm-hmm. because the Bills could be as far down as seven, mm-hmm. or if they win the division, the second seed in the AFC, mm-hmm. and that's not out of the question. Nope. And we'll get into all of it. Who do you want, and where do you want them mm-hmm. next? Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, your podcast. The Bills control their own destiny for the playoffs, at least. Destiny. And we are at a point. There's a couple of things I got to happen this weekend, and it's too complicated. It's actually not that complicated, but I don't feel like t- telling you. Sure. Because I don't fully know myself mm-hmm. where the Bills can clinch this weekend, which means we are potentially one win away from the Bills back in the playoffs for every year of the McDermott era, except for Josh Allen's rookie season. Concerning? When Josh Allen joins the team, we don't make the playoffs. Anyone talking about that? So let's go Duffalo on the Odyssey app where you get your podcast. The reason I bring this up is the Bills at this moment, depending mm-hmm. on how things break with them and the rest of the AFC, could face legitimately anybody mm-hmm. but the teams that are eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. Right, now they they're playing the Jets. Yes. Well, thank you. They have no chance at the first overall seed yep. uh, because if Baltimore loses, it locks up Miami's uh, conference 
or I'm excuse, excuse me, division win. Therefore, you can't get the first overall seed not winning your own division. Yep. So it's two to seven right now. Mm-hmm. But Baltimore has yet to clinch the first overall seed. Yep. So it's not out of the question that we would see Baltimore if we don't win the division and they end up with the two seats. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, the Chiefs and the Jags losses over the weekend mm-hmm. mean the only seed the Bills could be if they win the division is two. Wow. Isn't that insane? That's pretty cool. To go from, you know, where we were, what, five weeks ago? Yeah. Even four weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, and the idea that the two seed is in play? Come on. 100%. Come on. 100%. And Who you're are only, you? Who and, are you looking at? And you're only behind a team in Baltimore that's played pretty well all season long, right? right. This wasn't a back and forth thing. Jacksonville has lost, what, four of their last five? Yeah. Something yeah. like that? Yeah. Right? Kansas- and on top of that, Baltimore just spanked the pants off of San Francisco. That was a that was hard to watch. You know, I mean, I, I love watching Lamar Jackson play football. What that defense did to Brock Purdy is illegal in four states. Yeah, not, holy, not crap. in California though. <laughs> um, no, and but also too, like if you would have told me watching that first quarter that the score would have ended up what it was, like thirty-five to or whatever it was. Yeah, I know, you know what you mean. Yeah, a couple two score game. Um, I would have been. I would have told you you're crazy. No, I'm you know? with you. I'm with you. All right. So all that being said, let's start with the idea. And I think it's out of the question, but Miami beats Baltimore and Buffalo doesn't win the division. Okay. So you are seed five through seven. Yeah. You would start on the road. Yeah. Where do you not want to go to play the first round of the playoffs? Oh, man. Where do I not want to go? It would be ball. No, excuse me. Uh, yeah, it would be Baltimore. Mm-hmm. It would be Kansas City or it would be Jacksonville, Houston or Indianapolis. I mean, I wouldn't. Wa- man. Oh, excuse me. Cleveland would still be in play there, too. You could go to Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to go to Baltimore. Why don't you want to go to Baltimore? Well, because the, the Ravens are a really good team, and I think, you know, it, it, you put a good team in home field advantage, like, it's just an uphill battle at that point. Okay, Baltimore, notoriously bad in the playoffs. Hmm. Notoriously bad. Yeah. Uh, has I think Lamar's won a single playoff game in his career, and that was the season where he came to Buffalo and was knocked out of the game, which yeah, was yeah, a yeah. great game up until he threw that, you know, 100, Johnson, yeah, 104 yard yeah. pick six that changed the entire makeup of that game. Which, can I say, I watch that play maybe once a month. Yeah, I agree with you. I'll pull it up on YouTube, and it's got to be the Celine Dion, you know, my heart will go on cover over the over the pick. But Deron Johnson is my favorite bill right now outside of Josh Allen, hands down. I have an autographed 11 by 20 photo of him framed in my basement. I have a t-shirt that says 104 yard house call that Nike ended up making that I wear multiple times a summer. I love Deron Johnson and it's only because of that play. Um, right, sure. Only I was in the stadium for that play. I mean, he was, uh, he was coming out before that, but like that, like hundred percent, that was the play that like put him on the map as okay. far as Western New York's concerned. I'm in the stadium for that play and it was that COVID playoff game. It was yeah. the first game everyone was allowed back. It's what, like 4,500 people there? It was one of the weirdest experiences, but also greatest of my life. Yeah, I got my Bills season tickets. We ended up winning the lottery. A whole bunch of people passed, anticipating the Bills winning that playoff game and potentially getting an AFC championship home game. That being said, I was on the opposite end zone. Mm -hmm. So I'm facing the Jumbotron. I watched the play happen. He he picks the ball off, and I'm screaming, go down to the end zone! And he runs out, and I'm screaming, go down at the 20! And then he hits the 35, and I'm like, no way, keep going! Go down at the 20, go down at our 20! And he's rewarded by being face-smashed into the screen from Saturday Night Football. Dude, Micah Hyde came full-ass sprint toward him. Yeah. Went right into the. It's it's like that sound that that Josh made when he threw the ball at the play clock and 
um what was or whoever it was i can't maybe it wasn't josh but like that like doosh, terrible broke that camera there's no there's no warranty on that giant camera okay so you'd rather go to miami than go to baltimore i would rather go to yes i would rather you have go to the, miami you have a potential 1993 playoff repeat where you play in my they played in houston they lost to houston jim kelly gets hurt they played houston at home mm-hmm. and then that's the greatest comeback game of all time it's not out of the question that the bills play in miami last game of the season then they got to travel back to miami seven days later for the opening round of the playoffs that doesn't scare you i mean here's the thing man when when it comes to playoffs like it, it it's all scary. No, I to understand. Me. It's but all we're, scary. We're talking about levels of scary because, like, it's strange to me with Miami on the board and with this other one on the board that I'm about to bring up. That Baltimore is the first one that sticks out. You'd rather go back to Kansas City in the playoffs, mm. opening round. Yeah, I would. I think there is a level of familiarity. When right, hold comes. on, I take it back because mathematically, the Raiders have not been eliminated from winning the AFC West. So it's also possible the Bills could go to Las Vegas yeah. for an opening round playoff game. Although. Tiny, 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 teeny, chance. teeny, tiny bit. Yeah. Um. To your point, uh, like just the three that we're talking about: Baltimore, Can- Miami, Kansas, Kansas City. City. I would, I would least like to go to Baltimore, and and one of the big factors there is the familiarity with the other two stadiums and the, uh, I guess, atmosphere that you get in South Florida and in Missouri. Okay, I was in Kansas City, man. It's a, it's an intense atmosphere. It's sure. a very intense atmosphere. But the Bills have played there what 5 times in they've the last They've never three won a years? playoff game in Kansas City in the Josh Allen era. Fair enough, but they've won in that field before. They understand the the layout of the bit like the there is a a level of familiarity when it comes to going to Arrowhead or going to uh, hard rock field or like, you know, that's my, that's my biggest thing. No, but I, they see, I think that plays into a negative, especially in Kansas city. There's okay. the familiarity of winning in the regular season. There's also that house of horrors flashback. You've never won it. You've had two cracks at them at Arrowhead in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You've never won a game. And one of them is one of the worst, most heartbreaking losses in Buffalo Bills history yeah. that would have handed you a home AFC championship game. I mean, great opportunity to slay the dragon, but... Okay, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Like, Kansas City is the last place I want to go Interesting for a wild card game, especially because of the way that the media is talking about Kansas City right now. Yeah, they're they're being written off entirely, and you, you just can't do that. I, I Look, Baltimore, going to Baltimore, and I'm knocking on wood right now, scares me the least of those three. Interesting. I don't want to give Miami a third shot mm-hmm. because I think the Bills beat Miami that last game of the season, and we all know when it comes to football and college basketball. you can't. It's hard to beat a team three times. We saw it. Uh, and, I mean, even that was twice. I mean, you saw what happened with Skylar Thompson as the Dolphins quarterback yeah. in Orchard Park last year. Mm-hmm. It came down to the final drive. And it was not a comfortable final drive. Yeah, and I saw it when I was talking to Savion Ahmed's uh, dad. God, that know? was so embarrassing for you. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I told him, you know, it's hard to beat a team, you know, twice. And, you know, there we are. We did it. Okay. Enjoy so your ride home. Miami, again, on the board right now. Miami, Kansas City, Jacksonville, Baltimore, Cleveland. Tiny chance for Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to go for an opening playoff game? Where do I want Where to do go? You, with the the ideal spot, the best spot in your head, if the Bills don't win the division and they have to travel for the first playoff game, where is it? Uh, Miami. You want to go to Miami? Yeah, I want to go to Miami. It's You're a divisional game. No, I don't think that. I don't think I'm an idiot at all. My <laughs> wife tells tells me I'm not. An, tells me I'm not no idiot. Yeah, no, I want to go to Miami. 
Go like how sweet would it be to end their season after all of this hype? Tyreek Hill MVP. Oh, Tua, uh, you know, Tua's back in in true form, and all he needed was a little bit of support. And Brian Flores to not tank, and like all, etc. So forth. No, go to Miami, take care of your business, and then and then keep you know winning and survive in advance. All right, so it would be almost impossible unless the Bills lose to the Patriots or the Dolphins over the mm. next couple of weeks, yeah. and then everything works out the way it is, that Miami, as the two seed, mm-hmm. would play Buffalo because you would have to be the bottom seed to see Miami. So a lot would have to go wrong for Buffalo in the next two weeks. Well, no, they would have to be the six. Oh no! No, oh, you're right. No, no, you're one. right. There's a buy. Yeah, the the one has a buy. Yeah, yeah, we'd have to so be seven. Miami would have to lose to Baltimore, mm-hmm. win against Buffalo. You're hurting my head. No, but it's true. I mean, like this is the, the the playoff route tree right now for everybody is bananas. The fact that the Vegas Raiders mm-hmm. this far into the season after beating Kansas City at home, mm-hmm. are not mathematically eliminated from winning a division and hosting a playoff game is inexplicable. Yeah. It is inexplicable. All right. The, Bro, the, the, you want to go to Jacksonville, don't you? I mean... Don't you? Okay, no, I'm sorry. The best case scenario for the Bills, having to play on the road in the playoffs, is if Baltimore pukes on themselves the last two weeks and Cleveland wins that division. I would rather go to Cleveland opening weekend. You think so? Yes. Why? Their defense is, is stellar. Okay. Bro, you got... Bl- Stop cleaning the broom. You got Joe Flacco at quarterback. This Bill's defense... He's elite! He, you're kidding me. He is elite. This Bill's defense would eat him alive. Dude, David Njoku is, like, should be kissing Joe Flacco on the mouth. Were we not just talking about Teron Johnson? He is elite. He is there to stop that tight end. He's the tight end wiper outer. Okay. That's why the Bills have had such success against the Chiefs is because they have him on the roster solely... To eliminate Travis Kelsey. And thank God he's not on the injury report because putting that position tight end wiper outer would take up way too much space on the on the report. No, I know the chance is small that Cleveland wins their division. But mm-hmm. if we're talking about chances here, other than Vegas, obviously. Sure. Although that is a West Coast trip, I think I like Cleveland better than Vegas. Interesting. I would rather go to Cleveland. Uh, you can take a bus. It's hostile. Where is not hostile? Oh, that. But here, okay. So that that brings up a good point, and I'm just going to state the obvious. And I know exactly what you're going to say. Oh, of course. Oh, you thanks for saying this most obvious thing. Like, I don't care who they play. Oh I just my want- god, I hate you. <laughs> oh my god. Hey man, just give me in the show. Just give me. Yeah. Gotta be in the show. Give me a ticket to the dance. Shut that's up. all I'm looking for. We're because that, have because a ticket to the dance. But I'm, I'm telling, I'm I'm telling you, that's not guaranteed. Oh my god. So I would rather talk about what is actually in front of oh, us. Shut. When it comes, like right now, they need to worry about the New England Patriots. Yeah, right. Hey, Ryan, you're not on the team. Nobody in New England is going to hear you say that. And like, oh, chubby kid from Rochester slaps it on the wall, says, eh, we got it. we're going to show him. Shut you're up. telling me I'm not part of the team? I have a sticker on my car that says, uh, Wall of Fame I inductee. I gave you that because I man. got it as a season ticket holder. That has, I will also say, that has moved from several cars. When I have gotten rid of cars, I have taken that sticker off specifically and put it in the same spot just so everyone knows that I'm in the Wall of Fame. Let's talk Next about to OJ. Let's talk about Jacksonville for a second. Now they don't have they haven't locked up their division, if I'm not mistaken, yet either, because again, they've puked all over themselves the last couple of weeks. And Trevor Lawrence is no guarantee to play this week. And the kids yeah. played through everything and it's starting to affect him in a very bad way. I don't think they've locked it up, but it would be a pretty No, because they're a game behind Buffalo now. And the Houston Texans are only a game behind Buffalo, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but then the Colts are in the Colts in are in it in too. Yes, yeah, that's Colts what I'm saying. And- the Texans play each other. Yeah, that could 
be a division pusher. That, but I think right now they you, all have eight I, losses right now. I also don't want to go to Houston. Why is that? Uh, C.J. Stroud scares me. That okay. kid's magic, right? You have two former Bills that are looking to make noise because they have their revenge game opportunities in Bobby Woods and definitely Devin Singletary. Yeah. And he's been having a hell of a season. Yep. And then you have that house of horrors game against the Texans and Josh Allen's first playoff appearance where you have a 16 point lead at halftime. You lose it in overtime. Yeah. Right. By now, the way, two revenge game, having Taiwan Jones on Houston, <laughs> dude, deep right, cuts for everybody <laughs> right now. The AFC South, you want to know, listen to this. Okay. The Jaguars are eight and seven and the division leaders right now. The Texans are eight and seven and are on the, at the eighth seed right now. Yeah, the Colts are eight and seven and are in the seventh seed right now. The only team that's eliminated is the Titans. So if you don't, all right, <laughs> walk through this with me again. Yeah, if the Bills are a wild card, uh huh, odds are they would be the six behind Cleveland. Okay, so that would mean you would play the three. If I'm not mistaken, two plays seven, three two, plays six, six four five, plays, plays five. five. Yep. So odds are, unless something happens with the Chiefs where they lose one or two, I don't even know. I mean, right, so this week. Chiefs-Browns is a game I would want to see, by the way. I would love to see that. That would be if they end delicious. Up, if they end up falling all the way, but that doesn't make a lot of sense. Kansas City looks like it if they don't win the division. I mean, the Browns are likely going to get to 11 wins this week uh, on this coming Thursday. They're playing the Jets. Okay, again, again, <clears throat> again. You're putting a lot of faith in them. Read, watch my mouth. You ready? Yeah. Joe Yuck. Flacco. Ew. I don't want to watch that mouth. Joe That's Flacco, gross. man. He's coming back down to earth. Don't do this. Uh, who's the quarterback in Cincinnati right now? Um, Browning. Uh, yeah, Trevor Browning? No. Jake Browning. Jake Browning. Thank you. Don't like you fell for that two weeks ago too. Eventually, it all falls back down to earth, and it's Cleveland, by the way. They shouldn't have cut him. Let's not forget it's Cleveland. So Colts are playing the Raiders. That's that's going to be a tough up, but they're playing Ooh. they're playing them in or in uh, Lucas Oil. It's Garner Minshew versus No Collins. <laughs> Who just beat the Chiefs? Not completing a pass after the first quarter. Now here's the here's the the big one. here's the big one though. Bro, stop! I'm sorry. Sure, that's the greatest statistic of all time. I watched that game live. Aiden O'Connell, yeah. the backup quarterback for the Raiders, or really the third-string quarterback walking in this season, yeah, yeah. beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, mm -hmm. having not completed a pass after the first quarter. Well, giving away two defensive touchdowns back to, like, within, like, seven seconds, ten seconds of each other, that'll do it. They had a fart and a taint. <laughs> Fumble, recovery, touchdown. What? 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 I just love that. And I want to take away interception. Touch. Sure, sure, sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, but fart, here's here's the, back to back. <laughs> here's the big one, though. Fartain. The Jags, guess who they're playing this weekend? Who? The Panthers in Jacksonville. Why are you, again, look at these three teams we're talking no, about. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just interested and intrigued by the AFC South right now. Okay. So, uh, top three teams are all three of them. The ones in contention are all at eight and seven, right? Um, there's a tough game for the Colts. The uh, Texans are playing the Titans, another divisional game, sure. but they're pretty much checked out, and it's in Houston. However, the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing the Carolina Panthers at home in Duval. If they Shut drop, up. if they drop that game to arguably the worst team in the league, no, they're the worst team in the league, right? Yep. And Jacksonville's on a four-game losing streak as it is right now. It's like a, it, they they would be handing away the division to to at this point the Colts. Like the Colts would jump up, yeah. 
and that would knock Jacksonville out of the, I, I think, definitely out of the playoffs entirely. Yeah, possibly, but you got that last week. Again, nothing is even set in stone. Okay, we're taking up a lot of time here. I do want to get to the scenario that I think will happen, and I've been saying for weeks, mm-hmm. weeks, Miami loses to Baltimore. Okay. Buffalo beats Miami. Yeah. Division winners, second seed. Woo! Who do you want at home? Who do I want at home? Who do you want at home? Man. And if you say Miami after what happened last year with Skylar Thompson, I'm going to punch you in the face. No, you know who I want at home? I want Kansas City at home. I want Kansas City at home. Well, no, that's impossible. Well, you're asking me who I want. No, I'm saying first week. You can't, unless unless the Raiders win that division, Mm -hmm. that's the only way Kansas City would come in the first week to Buffalo. Yeah, exactly. I want Kansas City in in Buffalo. I'll tell you exactly why. One, they've traveled to Buffalo once over the last five years. And it was a COVID game, so no one was in the crowd. Exactly. I want them to get a little taste of what the the opposing fan base is going to bring to them. It would be nice. When it comes to not only a regular season game, but a playoff game on top of that. Against a team that is is very clearly limping right now. It has some some trouble. And to... Sl- to quite literally slay that dragon in front of Bill's Mafia would be the most delicious thing ever. Okay, so not to get too far ahead of ourselves here, and I know a lot of things have to happen over the next three weeks in the first round of the Sure, playoffs. of course. If the Bills win the division, it's not out of the question that they come the second round of the playoffs. Sure. Bills win the division, they win that opening round, we could see Kansas City in Orchard Park. Yeah. Which I agree with you would be delicious. If we were, it, I mean, don't, I, I honestly, like the. Oh, here we go again. Oh, no, Pimmy, who's here in a package? Get billboard material. What? What were you going to say? I didn't get a word of that. What were you going to say? I was going to say. Um, hey. The two seed would be so awesome. I believe it's the only seed we fall if they win the division. I believe that's the only way it works out. I mean, you wouldn't you be, be able to get, you would jump Jacksonville or the AFC South in the general. AFC South is out. We beat yeah. Kansas City head up and the only way we win the division is to win our last two games which would keep us a game ahead of Kansas City. Yeah, Half and, a game. and Miami would have to lose. Yeah, uh, this and week. so yeah, the only seed we would be, if I'm not mistaken, if we win the division is a two. I think you're right. Um, I've been thinking about this for days. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, to have two, because uh, like there's no way you're going to play the one seed. Assuming, obviously, they win, you know, the wild card round. Yeah. Um, you know, you you would host two playoff games yes. at that point. Yes, it would and, be. And, and the only way you would be host or on the road is if you're playing Baltimore. And Baltimore has a notoriously poor playoff performance. But again, the way the AFC is broken on, we just talked about it with Jacksonville because there was a time where they looked like world beaters early on yeah. in the season, yep. right? Like, nobody's great. Even Baltimore, after what they did to San Francisco, was rolled out a couple of stinkers this season. Every sure. AFC they lost to Pittsburgh. Every they? AFC yeah. team, well, that's divisional. Every AFC team plays every game against each other in a vacuum. Sure, it's the strangest thing. Yeah. So as great as Buffalo's looked the last four weeks, it's all in a vacuum. Miami loses to Tennessee. I mean, you have Kansas City losing back-to-back home games for the first time in mm-hmm. God knows how long, and they looked they couldn't do anything yeah. against the Raiders. Yeah, the AFC is a uh, is a. Uh, you know, very interesting bird uh, right now. But uh, but again, it, it, it all comes down to, and, and to your point there, just get me to the dance, baby. Real because, quick. because it would be so fun to watch any one of these teams because it is all going to be on the line at that point. Real quick, thank you for explaining playoffs. Real, real quick, who do you not want to see in o- Orchard Park if they win the division? In Orchard Park. So if, if Thanks for doing it real quick. What? Real quick, who do you not want to see? Oh. Well, I'm trying to think like like who's on the cusp because if because if it is a home game in Orchard Park, the Bills would be the two seat and they would be playing the seven. So I'm Houston. Trying, 
Yeah, yeah, no. I, so you don't want to see Houston and Orchard Park. I, I would be scared Rookie of... Rookie quarterback on the road for his first ever playoff game. That scares who's you? Who's playing really good. Okay, like, don't get a, me wrong. As of, with Tank Dell out, like it's it's been you know not as fantastic. But, but, but my point is, playing a seven that has squeaked their way into the playoffs and playing above expectation and literally has nothing to lose. Like, yeah, that's a bit scary. McDermott's record against rookie quarterbacks is it's stellar. Phenomenal. Yeah. And again, that's a lot of pressure to go into that situation, that much noise, that cold. You play in a dome. I mean, I get where you're coming from. You saw it with the Colts coming in. They were the seven. They had Phillip Rivers. But they still came down to the wire. It's a veteran quarterback. Sure. I, but don't. you're asking me a question. I'm giving you my answer. Jacksonville, if Trevor Lawrence gets healthy, would be, I think, the scariest. You think so? Maybe. Okay, yeah, I, I, I'm I mean, more... who else on the list? I mean, Kansas City's not going to be in the seven seed. It would, it would either be Indianapolis or it would be Houston to me. Th- those would be the ones that would be the most scary. The teams that have nothing to lose and are, and are just, they're on the No, man, I, I go based on quarterback. Garner okay. Minshew's not going to win in Buffalo. You see that mustache? Game. He's not winning a playoff game in Buffalo. I don't, I love C.J. Stroud. I love watching him play ball. The kid's going to have a future as far as I know in this league. I don't think he beats the Bills in Orchard Park. Okay. His first ever playoff game. All righty. Super Wild Card Weekend, though. Again, thank you for explaining playoffs. Super Wild Card Weekend. All right, we're going to find out uh, what's making Ryan sad. We're going to do that. And this weekend could be the last time we see a face that we despise seeing for the last 25 years in Orchard Park. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not sure who you're talking about there. We'll get into it next. Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app. We'll your podcast. Not just talking about the era of the year 2023. Could be a new era. So let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app where we get your podcast. We'll get to that in just a second, but it is the third part of the show. Mm-hmm. So it is now time for everyone's favorite segment that Ryan never prepares for. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. My house is shaking and I thought like something was happening. Are you feeling that? No. Okay. I think you're having a stroke. My kids are running around. No, because I looked up and I saw my mic stand was also my kids are running around upstairs. Their cousins just showed up. Are you okay, man, 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 man? Let's find out what's making Ryan sad. Man, I don't know how I can be sad after such a lovely family-filled holiday weekend mm-hmm. with a Bills win. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm a creature of habit, you know? Sure. I've gotten used to the, what, five, six weeks of weird time football. Yeah. I'm coming in, you know, it's 425, it's 8 o'clock, it's a, sat- a Saturday game? What? And now you're telling me on New Year's Rockin' Eve that I got to go back to Sunday at 105 again? I was over this. Wait, We've what? moved on. What? I'm used to weird times for football now. And now in the middle of a Sunday, I got to sit my rear end down. That's making you sad? It is. I'm I'm a creature of habit. I have really become accustomed. And I'll be honest, dude. I know I mentioned this earlier in the in the season mm-hmm. as far as your least favorite time slot. Mm-hmm. And I, I pooped all over 425 Sunday. Yeah. 
I love 425 Sunday. It sucks hard. I completely disagree. Yeah, so yeah. now coming back to 1 o'clock, like the idea of being able to watch a game, a little prime myself, a little bit of football. Ooh, look at that. Jacksonville's playing, uh, you know, uh, some team. Who cares? But I'm just like kind of passing by, watching it. Oh, cool. Oh, but the Bills game's going to start in a couple hours, and I'm going to get real jacked up for it, as opposed to going in completely cold, football starting and the Bills are on. This is your worst take you've ever had on this show. I completely disagree. And I, I stand am by it one hundred percent. So excited to be back to Sunday at one o'clock, okay. like in ways you cannot understand. Mm. Right, like get up, get a little workout in. No hashtag, no days off. Sure, oh yeah, and then uh, yeah, go watch this game. Like, and then I get football afterwards to either uh, enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, ride out the rest of that Bills win or to take my mind off what I just watched if things don't go well. No, I, I, I have missed one o'clock football more than I miss you when you're not around. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, well, I disagree. And that's what's making me sad. And, and I guess it's it a is, terrible take. No, I guess I, I'm a little bit happy in that there's only one more Sunday one o'clock game. But yeah, well, we, we don't know. I mean, Miami could be that could be. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know, man. I, if that comes down to all the marbles, they'd be so stupid to put that at Sunday one o'clock. <sighs> Yeah, but I don't want to. Have I don't to, want a primetime game. Yeah, Definitely don't want bro, that. Like to have to wait. No, because you just wished it into you just oh, wished it into existence. But I'm just saying. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like I'm okay with a four twenty five. No, because or, uh, of what you just game. said, it's gonna be Sunday. No, and I don't even want four twenty five for that because the adrenaline from a normal Bills regular season game at four twenty five <laughs> keeps me up until like ten o'clock at night. Okay. This one, I will not sleep even if the game's at four twenty five. If the game's at eight p.m., forget about yeah, it. No sleep over. happening. Yeah. All right. Hashtag no sleep off. After your horrible take. Yeah. This weekend could be the last time the Bills ever see Bill Belichick as a head coach across the field. from Wow, that's crazy. It will definitely, according to reports, be the last time Bill Belichick is ever the coach for the Patriots across the field. Ever. Can we talk about this real quick? Sure. Like, this story hit, like, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And people were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? what? Why are people so shocked? (laughs) They're fucking. They're they're three and eleven. They're okay. Not only are they three and eleven, the Patriots are firing a coach, and they're not going to say fire. They're going to say of quote moving not. on from. Yeah. They're firing his mutual ass. agreed. Yeah. You know, parting of ways. His ass is getting fired. Why are people so shocked that a head coach that has a losing record in over like a ten year career without Tom Brady mm-hmm. and has made the playoffs twice and won a single playoff game? Why are people shocked with that ten year record? He's getting fired. You know, every time you say that, Sal Capaccio gets his wings. No, I'm just saying. Like, it's been a thing every single year. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. And it's not like he has anyone to blame but himself. Because even after Brady left, which, again, the story goes, he ran him out of town. Mm -hmm. Belichick was the one that ran him out of town. And he goes and wins the Super Bowl, which makes you look bad enough. You had your choice of your quarterback. Mm -hmm. You went with Cam Newton. Yeah. You had your choice of a quarterback the next year. Mm-hmm. You kept Cam Newton on the roster yep. until you drafted a kid from Alabama that your good buddy and former co-worker said you should take. Yeah. And that's been a disaster. Yeah. And then you stuck with him until Bailey's happy showed up. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone thought that guy was your guy. Yeah. Then you released him. Nobody claimed him. And we're back to that again. Yeah. How is that not a coach that's deserved to be fired the last three years? I mean, that that stretch of time right there. I'm like, you can argue, like, it all started, obviously, it all started with, with Brady uh, leaving. But you you we forget here that the Patriots had a first-round exit the last year that Tom Brady was the 
uh, quarterback, quarterback yeah. of the Patriots, you know, and then didn't win the division. If I recall correctly, didn't Miami win the division or no. maybe they didn't get, no, maybe they didn't they, get the number one overall seed they because the, they lost yeah, they to Miami the in week 17 at that point. And, um, and then, you know, got, I was, that by the, the Gronk? Titans. was that the Gronk dive play? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then the Titans, uh, pick six Tom Brady on his last throw as a Patriot ever, oh, you know? So, fitting. so, so when you say he ran him out of town, like, to be fair, it looked as if like his time was up. Tom Brady, yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, Bill yeah. Belichick is not because you're right. There's no one to blame but him. He is the GM and he is the head coach. He there's, makes every now, just to be clear for those who don't know, Bill Belichick from the moment he has been in that Patriots franchise mm-hmm. has made every decision as far as personnel. Right. He drafts, he signs free agents, he cuts all of it is him. Yeah. So so you're absolutely right. He has no one to blame but himself. Now, with the detail that he had at that time, I, I don't think it was a bad move to be like, all right, you know, we're moving on from Tom Brady. You're kidding Brady. me, right? Well, well, at the at that time, you know, like, obviously, Tom Brady comes back to win a Super Bowl the very next year, and then, <laughs> what? So, obviously, instantly, he was wrong. Well, yeah, well yeah, that following season, but at the same, you're, whatever, it doesn't matter. No, but, like, but, what, but what I'm saying, though, is to your point, I'm like, okay, you chose Cam Newton, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. At that point, I think if you're Bill Belichick and you have the the prestige of six Super Bowl titles, yeah, right? Sure, yeah. You could have gotten any quarterback in the league that any team was willing to. Oh to no, part I ways disagree with. with that. You I, think so? Yes, I think the book was out on having to play for Belichick. You you saw an exodus of players after Brady left. Mm. Guys left. I mean, you heard Rob Gronkowski talk about the only way he was going to play football again was not for Bill Belichick. Mm. Look, what man. was that thing where he said like he was going to get traded to Detroit? It's like that's impossible. I'm retired. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right? Like he was done. Like I can't stand Gronk, but that's hilarious. Like it was. It was over the second Brady walked out of mm-hmm. New England, and NFL players knew it. That's why you saw what you saw after it happened. And I, I will argue with you on your point that it looked like you should have stuck with Belichick instead of sticking with Brady. Nobody cares about Bill Belichick, and at the time, nobody cared about Bill Belichick. Nobody cares about coaches. No. But, but I'm not saying, like, what do you mean, like, my point is sticking with Belichick? Like, like I, I guess, like, my, my point is that, like, at the time, I don't think it was such an ill-advised decision to be like, okay, we're moving up. We're turning the page, right? Uh-huh. Obviously, immediately blew up in his face. Sure. But the fact that you went with Cam Newton as your starter, and, and I mean, that was, a, that was a mistake. Okay, that no, was a mistake. But no, the mistake past Cam Newton. You know, you're making the argument that Belichick was going to give you more. It looked like Belichick was going to give you more than Brady was if you split the I two. see your point. Okay, okay. It's you're like, talking from like Robert Kraft's yes, perspective. Yes, it's not okay. like we're talking about a guy who is Sean McDermott, who is not young but not old. He yeah. can give you another 15 years in the league of great coaching with the background that he's had. He's going to need a hand replacement, but yeah. Belichick's 70. Yeah. At that point, he was almost 70 years old. Yeah. So even in the best case scenario, mm-hmm. you're getting five more years, which Brady may have been able to give you. Yeah. In all sincerity. I mean, he got three more. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Or two more. So with all that being said, I mean, we could talk for hours about Belichick, but who wants to? Right. When it comes to the perspective of a Bills fan, when you, when you look at Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. he's 32-8 and eight versus Buffalo since 2003. Since 2003. 32 okay. and 8. Yep. But since Brady left, mm-hmm. he's 2 and 5. Okay. This All, is against Buffalo home and away. Yes, home and got away okay. against. But also, by the way, he's 2 and 5 since Stefan Diggs got here. So was it Brady leaving or was it Stefan Diggs being in Buffalo? Interesting. And don't forget, 
Uh, Brady's last year in New England, the last game that the Bills played against Tom Brady in a Patriots uniform in Foxborough, the Bills almost won that game yeah, with that John Brown and Cole Beasley. Yeah, yeah. And who was, oh my God, why am I blanking? 16, why am I blanking? 16. Caught that unbelievable touchdown catch from Josh Allen at home against, oh my God, why am I, it's not John Brown. Andre Holmes? No, he was 18. Why? 16. Ah! Isaiah Hodgins? Yeah, no, Isaiah, no, no. Oh my God, this is going to bother me. Forever. Robert Foster? Yes! Was it Robert Foster? Was it Robert? It's Robert Foster. He, yeah, had, that, he Foster, had that Jaguars yes. catch. Yes, yes. He had okay. a game against, if I'm not mistaken, he had a game against New England that final game too. It was Brown, Foster, and Beasley. Interesting. That that well, I also know too, like that would, against New England, that was like the Isaiah McKenzie uh, coming out like moment, right? Like that was in. Not that game. Not that game, but I'm just saying like to your point of like, it's not just Stephon Diggs. Like there has been uh, offensive success against Belichick defenses in the last five years, you know? Josh Allen, 500 against Bill Belichick in his career, 5-5. Five and five. Really? Yeah. Oh, I guess, I mean, there was two seasons where, you know, Belichick was, or rather, um, uh, Tom Brady was under center. He's 5-2 and two since Brady retired. He had one season as a starter against. Oh, that he had one. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. But they didn't beat him. I don't think they beat. He had John, no. uh, Josh, Josh Allen never beat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Against Belichick and Brady combined. Yeah. Yep. But 5-2 and two since. So, mm-hmm. When if I asked you to give me one word as a Bills fan, when I say Bill Belichick, that word would be annoying. It's annoying. It's what it is. Why is it annoying? Because I'm over it. Like I, like you've made your point. You know, you beat up on the Bills for however many but years. Did he? Oh, I, okay. You, you as the representative for the New England Patriots organization, as far as I'm concerned, you have beat up on the Bills for you know a deck for a, a, a 15 years, 18 years, right? Um, oh no, it's been over twenty. Fair enough. Uh, twenty. Oh, Super Bowl. Is, like yeah. it was a foregone conclusion when the season started that you were going to win the division. There was no respect given there. Now it's fun to see that, like, oh, you're actually not as good as everyone thought you were, or maybe you thought you were. And it's great as a Bills fan to like have that, you know, in like that little parting gift. But at this point, I'm just it's just annoying. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Because to your point, like he's a coach. Who cares? Move on. Well, no, I mean, there are coaches that have legitimate impacts on games. Like, I think that Sean McVay out in Los Angeles. Now, granted, mm-hmm. it hasn't gone well. It didn't go, go well from last year. The Rams are on the cusp of potentially making the playoffs again. Sure. He made a Super Bowl with Jared Goff yeah. as a starting quarterback. Granted, the Lions just won their division with Jared Goff. As and who beat him in that Super Bowl? No, the point... <laughs> that's a terrible Bill Belichick. No, you're not. No, you're not. We want Jared Goff. Oh, you said Jared Goff. I said I Jared Goff. Said I thought we had to make this <laughs> an adults-only podcast. <laughs> I was just doing the hand signals. I went to the locker room, and there he was, Jared Goff. <laughs> no, but I think... I getting that, on the bus they, in Detroit. I looked okay. outside. What did I see? Jared Goff. Okay. <laughs> I think there are coaches that have a legitimate impact in games. I don't think that Belichick is that guy. Uh-huh. I don't. And I think not that, anymore. No, I don't even think that was a thing while he was doing his thing. Look, he knows a lot about football and the little minute rules that he used to try and show off to people. Give me a moment outside of Brady's brilliance 
as a quarterback, which is hard for me to say as a Bills fan, we were like, wow, he definitely outcoached them. He would run scores up, and people would be like, oh, look at him. I would you know, argue. Stop the guy. I would argue, going back to Jared Goff, that that was a great defensive masterclass against an offense that was lighting up the league that year. Remember the. Dude, no, 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 no. Do you remember the Monday night football game against Kansas City and, and Los Angeles at that point? Mm. Like, it was absolutely. Like, in the 40s. Like, it was. Like, everyone's like, this is going to be the Super Bowl matchup. Yes. Right? And then, obviously, that didn't pan out. And everyone completely knew that Jared Goff and the LA Rams are going to absolutely put on an offensive showing in the Super Bowl against Bill Belichick. You know how many points they scored? How many? Because I don't remember. Exactly. But it was under 10. Okay. Great. I'm just saying, like, that's that. If you're asking for an example, that is one example. And stop. Stop making me the one who has to defend Bill Belichick. But again, like there are several examples throughout history of that happening. And that coach is not a Who was the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys against Buffalo when they were lighting up the league and they were holding them to under 10 legitimate points in Super Bowls? Uh, who exactly. Who, cares? who was the head coach of the of Washington that second year where they were lighting them up and they held the Bills to how many points? Who was it? Joe Gibbs. Damn, I didn't think you would know that. <laughs> In your face, Jared Goff. Look, man, I'm not saying the guy, but no, I am. I'm going to say it. The guy's the good, he's a good coordinator. He's a terrible head coach. He's okay. a terrible head coach, and I'm not afraid to say he's a terrible head coach. <laughs> okay. He, okay. <laughs> oh, God. Without, like, the greatest, without the greatest quarterback of all time, he's made the playoffs twice, he's won a single game, and he has a losing record in 10 years. Thank you. For the clarifier, I agree with that. You can't say in a bubble without that context that he's a bad coach because he has more Super Bowl rings than would fit on one hand. Okay. But to your point, uh -huh. I completely agree with you. When you do not have arguably, not, probably not no, even arguably. you can't say, you can't argue with me and then go, I completely agree with you. It's one or the other. No, he is He is a, a, a obviously going to go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no right? kidding. No kidding. But I, but I don't want to say Troy that, Aikman's like, in the Hall of Fame. Ryan Fitzpatrick has better numbers than Troy Aikman. Look it up. I'm not exaggerating. Different eras. No, and Troy, no, Aikman no. Has, Troy Aikman has at least two Super Bowl He's rings. He's got three Super Bowl three. rings. But Troy Aikman is on a team with two guys that did all the work for him. Mm -hmm. And he got all the credit for it. And it's not an eras thing. Look at other quarterbacks of his era. He had to kill our mullet. Look, there, and look, and I don't even, I'm not even mean to attack Troy Aikman. He's catching shots over here, stray shots that I don't mean to give to him. The point that I'm making is you can look throughout the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame is not necessarily a measure of great when it comes to football, basketball, or hockey. Sometimes there are guys that end up on rosters or in situations <laughs> where they're benefiting from it. Here's the thing. I do not think that Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, that people are going to put him on that list or at least top five, whatever the case, because his record without the greatest quarterback in NFL history playing for him. Mm -hmm. So I think that is a tarnish. So I don't think he's in the top five of coaches, but it is lazy to completely wipe away the, the, the winning success that he's had as far as the playoffs and division titles and things of that nature. Okay. That that's lazy to completely write that off. When did he do it without Brady? He never did. He never did. So how was that lazy? He ran Bernie Kosar out of Cleveland. He was the last coach before that team left the effing city. He ran the Browns out of Cleveland. Mm. Made the playoffs, though. Once. <laughs> One time. Whatever you say, man. I just think it's a lazy take. I think no, it's no, a lazy ahead. take. Keep defending Bill Belichick. Your hero and savior. Oh, man. Bills go, no, excuse me, New England comes to Buffalo as we were talking about this one comes to Buffalo. Okay, don't, take, don't get mad at me because you're now defending Bill Belichick on a Bills podcast right we're, now. We're on, to, we're on to New England. 
wind it over. We get into this game. I mean, it's as must-have as must-have can be. Sure. We'll do it next. Let's go Duffalo. The Odyssey Airport Reach Podcast. show what's up two to go two to go two to go there's only two shows left everyone's got possibly if you keep performing the way you're performing oh man i need i need need this job everyone's got that miami game circle on the calendar but this one sure let's go duffalo the odyssey app your podcast uh like subscribe we appreciate all that stuff yeah you can find us on tiktok at let's.go.duffalo as well as instagram now at let's.go.duffalo yeah if you love seeing videos of ryan then you'll love our instagram it's pretty much a personal account and I'm going to do something about it. Are you? I, I do think, some. I think you've now fallen so far into your Belichick impression. You don't know where you stop and he begins. I'm not too sure about that. Vice versa. All right. As Ryan mentioned, it's the first Bills one o'clock game in like two months mm-hmm. in Orchard Park. Mm-hmm. And not only are the Bills, not only are the Bills open as heavy favorites, they have become heavier favorites. They really? opened as 11 and a half point favorites. It is as we tape this they, Wednesday night. They opened up as pre-COVID Ryan, and now they're they're standing at post-COVID Ryan? 13 and a half point favorites. Okay. Right now against New England. Does that make you nervous? Um. Yeah. I mean, anytime there's that big of a, of a, of a, of a spread, like, yeah, no, that's nerve wracking. So we've talked about the Bills with double digit spreads. Mm-hmm. And how they've played against the spread this season. I mean, look, if you were fading the Bills with those double-digit spreads, you made money this year. Sure, against sure, Buffalo. sure. I mean, you made money this weekend. We're also, we've also talked about how the Bills seem to lose games mm-hmm. when they are straight up when they're double-digit favorites. Yeah. But I don't know how often that happens at home. Mm, that's a good point. Is this game giving you any kind of nerves, Patriots coming to Orchard Park? Uh, I mean, it, it, it's the most important game because it's the next one, you know? So let's put that on a on a billboard, hang it from my uh, my rear view window. I hate you. I know, right? I'm the. Hey, worst. let's do a podcast, and I'll just spout off a bunch of stereotypes. You got to do your one eleven three yards up. in a cloud. Shut up! Shut up! Got to move the chains. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, it's a little worrisome because you're playing against a team that has nothing to lose and has everything to gain as far as playing spoiler. Is that's, it? But the Bills have been in that position countless times over the last twenty years, and that's always fun. I I still fondly remember the time that we knocked Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Jets out of the playoffs entirely. Leotis McKelvin with the end zone interception entirely. And all they had to do was win in Buffalo, and they couldn't get it done. Win and in, and we got to play spoiler. Last two minutes, they're driving for the go ahead touchdown and ryan fitzpatrick throws an interception to leotis mckelvin and here we are what eight nine years later and i still i play that back in my memory to fall asleep at night so yeah no that worries me in that like you're playing a team that's up against the wall nothing to lose the brady-less patriots with belichick as a head coach now i take that back since brady yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. have won in buffalo one time mm-hmm. and it was the mac jones tornado game where he threw three passes three passes that yeah. was the only game they've won in orchard park and i'd be surprised if mac jones is even on the sideline come this sunday at one o'clock so is it definitely gonna be zappy i have no idea i was just saying like they probably just keep him home or maybe he just wait out in the parking lot okay uh also let's not forget new england beat Buffalo in New England earlier this year. Yep. So that would be a that would be a sweep of the Bills. Yeah. yeah. If New England were to win this game on Orchard Park. Yep. So those two things kind of even out the scaredness of the double digit 
points yeah to i make. i think that if it if the bills had won already against new england in new england i would be more scared for this game i don't think that you're going to allow they have a, they have a lot to to make up for okay. and i think it's fresh in mind for them you know that was a horrible game as far as josh allen was concerned it was a horrible game for the offense in general sure. they're going to come out firing uh, and it would be, I, I don't see this as a letdown spot. Here's how heavy favorites the Bills are. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you bet $50 for the Bills to win yep. at minus 900, mm-hmm. you would win $5.56 if they won the game. Okay, so a side note, quick question. Can you stop recording? Um, can I borrow 50 bucks? To win five dollars and fifty six cents. If you do, you need five dollars and fifty six cents because I'll just give you five dollars and fifty six cents. Well, at that point, you know, let me think quick math here. Can you? Can I? Can I borrow ten thousand bucks? Okay, hit record. Yeah, no, that's crazy. We that's almost, nuts. We Betting, almost right? got done. We almost got done with the show. Give me ten thousand dollars. Okay. So we don't know who the starter is. Are they going with Zappy for the rest of the year? I. <laughs> it ain't Mac Jones. What could be? How do you know? I mean, well, look, New York's been bouncing all over the place. It could be. I mean, wasn't there, someone signed a, a quarterback off of the New England Patriots uh, practice yeah, squad? Yeah, it was. Ah, uh, crap. I, I saw that, too. Either. I'm pulling it's it up here. Stupid. Doesn't matter. I mean, the, the the elephant in the room outside of this Bills game is what happens with Baltimore and Miami yeah, this weekend. For right? sure. I mean, you got to handle business, no doubt. But, yeah, I, I, I think, like... That's the more intriguing um, story this weekend. Like, everyone's going to be watching that game with bated breath. How that game didn't get flexed a couple weeks ago, by the way. Are you yeah. out of your mind? That's a 1 o'clock game. So both of these games will be happening at the same time. Yep. Why is the NFL so stupid? I mean, I, yeah, that's that's a dumb, dumb move. I don't understand Hold on, why. Let me pull do. up the primetime games here. All right, here's your 425 window. Mm-hmm. Bengals, Chiefs. Why would you not flex that game out as soon as Joe Burrow got hurt? Yeah. Chargers Broncos is a 425 game. Okay. Charge. Let me say that again. <laughs> Chargers Broncos. The Russ Wilson list led Broncos are taking on the Easton stick led Los Angeles Chargers. Mm-hmm. And the primetime game is the Packers and the Vikings. I mean, divisional game. Who cares? Yeah. I so mean, and, and, and the best part is, too, like, they, I mean, that game should be flexed out because neither one of those teams, I think, is making the playoffs, right? Like, they're both. I don't know. Maybe no, not. No, both are still alive. Oh, are they? Okay. Um, then I guess, like, the divisional intrigue. But obviously, Detroit already locked up. The, f- the first divisional win in the uh, one in NFC North history because it was them, AFC yeah. or NFC Central before, yep, yep, yep. but the first one in in thirty years. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I'm so happy for Detroit Lions. You fans. know what's going to happen now because you said that, right? They're going to get to the Super Bowl. And and they're going to play Buffalo. Exactly. It'll be Bills <laughs> Lions Super Bowl, the Jinx Bowl. You can't. You, 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 I I'm sorry. Like you don't have a heart if you don't think if you if you're not happy for Dan Campbell and Jared Goff and everyone in Detroit because they've lived through some serious. No, I'm happy garbage. for him. I just don't want to go as far as to say I'm cheering for him because it's not out of the question. Crazier things have happened. Sure. Yeah. Right. Like real quick before we get out of here because I know we're going long here. Like if you want to talk about like the most jinxiest situation that could happen, mm-hmm. who Buffalo would have to go like who you would have to play. To have the most jinx bowl of all time. Yeah. Because Indianapolis has won a Super Bowl recently. Yep. All right. So within the last 15 years. All yeah. right. So a Houston wild card game that would lead you to a Cleveland 
Nope. That would lead you to a Jacksonville game after that. Mm-hmm. That would lead you to a Cleveland AFC championship. That would lead you to a Lions Super Bowl. That would be the most jinxiest, weird playoff run possible. Why would you? Why do you say that? None of those teams have won a Super Bowl. Oh, All okay. of those teams have histories of blowing it in big moments. Oh, I see. We're from the Jags. Like what? Well, they weren't an AFC championship. They went down to the wire with Tom Brady. Oh, but Blake Portals is their quarterback. They, they, they went to they an AFC championship time. in their second season with Mark Brunel. This was the. They were on the cusp of doing great things for decades. Never knocked, got close. Knocked the Bills out of the playoffs that season too. Yeah. In Buffalo, yes, right? They did. Yeah, they yes. came to Buffalo on the wild card. They did. Um, yeah, no, I mean, fair enough. I, I guess, like, yeah, the the Cleveland one. I if you go yeah. Cleveland AFC Championship into a Detroit line, the world would explode. <laughs> the world would explode. All right, keep in mind what you did last week. Yeah, Bills thirteen and a half point favorites as we tape this. Do the Bills win? And if so, do they do it by thirteen and a half? I'm excited for this game. Like, I as much as I don't like. Saturday, Sunday at one o'clock. Like, of course, I'm gonna get up for the for the game. I'm gonna get excited. Mm-hmm. I just don't see the Bills pulling it off. I'm gonna say that the uh, the Patriots are gonna win uh, seventy five to three. Okay. Yeah. By the way, your stupid joke last week mm-hmm. almost cost the Bills in that game, but it didn't. It doesn't. You could have made it a legitimate. My name's Pat Duffy, and they don't tell you. They don't count how many. They count how much. Or whatever that stupid quote is. That I, they don't say how. They just say if. Okay. My wife's family's in the other room. And I like to go spend time with classy people. Mm. So we're going to wrap this up. Okay. Uh, always a pleasure. Thank you for listening as usual. Again, like, subscribe. We love it wherever you get your podcast. But you know that already. Share with friends. Run up to people on the street. Scream in their face. And again, if you want to follow us on social media, at TikTok and on Instagram at Let's Duffalo. His name's Ryan Duffy. Bye. My name's Pat Duffy. We'll see you next week after a big Bills win. Mm. And before we go, go Bills!